What's up, guys? We are here. This is Jordan and Demi. Um, whether you're on your morning commute, you're brushing your teeth, you are listening to Machine Gun Kelly. No, let me stop. Um, we are here for you. So yeah, we're gonna have Ray Black today on the show. Um, one of London's finest, and this girl's on the series come up. She's making waves over here in the U.S. And when I listen to any one of her records, I feel empowered. She's on some real you know, new wave, like boss lady type shit. So this is going to be, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Well, I, Demi, I like your, your pink sweatshirt. Thank you. And look at this. And I was going to wear like a pink necklace, but then I was like, too much. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate the kind of like, you look like, uh, it's kind of got a, like a late eighties feel going on there. And, and Demi, you like my new, my G easy haircut I got going on here. So Jordan looks amazing. What's going on here, Jordan? I just put some product <laughs> in the hair, you know, because I noticed last show it was just kind of like all over and it was just kind of like not great. And I just kept thinking like my mom in the back of my head, I could hear my mom's voice saying, fix your hair. You need to fix your hair. No. I didn't want to embarrass my mother. So I decided that, you know. There you go. Oh, I think for this episode, you and I should just talk in our British accents the entire time and just. There's nothing that uh, British people love more is when Americans speak in British accents, <laughs> especially to them. Yeah. Imagine like, so very black, like, how are you? Um, we're going to talk today about your music. How, and... how long do you think you could keep it going where you tell her <laughs> that you're from London originally? How long do you think you keep it up before she's like, no stop playing with me no like I'm afraid how much to time try. How, in, your, in your international travels how, how much time you have you spent in london actually i think it was not even that long maybe two months but um i was in europe mostly paris for the most part but london was my favorite freaking uh damn there's a lot of things that happened a lot of a lot of uh things you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trying to pry into your personal life. I was just curious <laughs> how much you've, uh, you've how much time you spent there. And uh, I think it's interesting. British R&B and hip hop is really interesting to me because mm -hmm. it's such an American style of music and the Brits really put their stamp on it. You know, you have UK grime and you can really mm -hmm. tell like there's an English soul, there's an English R&B sounds, but I feel like Ray Black, um, at least in terms of her, well, she's got a new single out, Love Sick, which is kind of why she's out here, you know, doing interviews, uh, a new album coming out. And it sounds really American. Like she sounds like she really adores American R&B and her biggest, mm. um, her biggest song so far is called My Hood, which she did with Stormzy, who's obviously a huge UK rapper. And so I, I, I really want to talk to Ray about, you know, her plan to conquer America, you know, how much she cares about that. Hell yeah. I think, you know, I don't know, the UKers, that's what people call them. People you, from <laughs> the Brits. <laughs> the USers. Oh yeah, there my, we go. There There's we Ray. Go. How are Thank you doing today? Good. How are you? We're good. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, um, we really uh, are excited to, to talk to you. I'm excited to be here and talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. 
Where are you in the world? We are in Brooklyn. Okay. Where are you? What time is it? I'm in London. It is 4.03, 4 in the afternoon. GMT, GMT. Well, I'm, I am not, you know, we have, we have guests in the show all the time, but I'm actually a fan of yours. Um, And I was telling Jordan earlier, there's so much, one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on was because there's so much boss lady vibes coming Mm -hmm. from you, whether it's your music video, whether it's, you know, your new single, it's just like, whatever you do, you do it a thousand percent and you own it. You You encourage other women. And of course you have a new single out. Yes. Um, so tell us about the new single. How is, tell us about the story behind it. So uh, when I made Love Sick, I was in LA actually. Um, and I, the, re- the reality is I was coming out of a situation, a relationship that I wasn't, you know, that happy in because um, I just felt like, I felt like it was affecting my confidence. Like, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody who um, isn't valuing you or making you second guess yourself, I think no matter how like strong you are, it does affect how you feel about yourself and you start second guessing yourself, questioning yourself. And then I felt like I came to a point where, I don't know, I found my strength. I just was like, you know what, I don't have to put up with this. And I found my confidence back and I wanted to put that into a song. And that's why it's so like fiery and in your face and why the video is like so in your face and flexy is because I wanted to show that confidence and put out kind of my alter alter ego out there as well. Um, And just hype up anyone else who's in that position to remind them that like, know your worth, know what you bring to the table and flex on anybody who doesn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the music video. It feels like a movie. I I want to watch the movie based on the music video. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I noticed one thing about the video, the music was directed by Lobby, it said, right? Yeah. And then it was like, out of nowhere, it's like, creative concept by Ray Black. And I was like, I've never seen that before. But it's, it's amazing to see you take ownership in your work so much. And it's something that like, I see a lot of, a lot of females really don't do that. And um, I, I just thought that was really cool. You know, like, you. that was your idea. Yeah, it was important for me to talk about that and just make that be known because um, I realized from working with so many different directors that actually there's a lot of artists that don't like input creatively into their music videos or like their marketing or anything. And I'm the type of artist that I really do like from start to finish, I'm heavily involved in the creative and in the marketing ideas, even in strategy, because I care about what I do. And I feel like the people who I'm trying to speak to are people like me. So I feel like I I would know them best and I know what they want to see. And, um, and it's important just to say that like, this is coming from me as well to the people who watch it that like, I want you to know this is who I am and these are my ideas. And so when you're watching it, like, don't think like, did someone tell her to do this or Mm. whatever? I want them to connect, you know, and know that you're getting it inside into my head as well. When it comes to visuals and kind of the, the look of your videos, the look of your, uh, your photography, your Instagram, whatever, your image, who, have you, who do you look up to like when you were coming up? Who were you like, I want to have that kind of vibe. I want to look like this person. I want to like have this kind of aura when it comes to my visuals. 
Mm. Um, oh, when I was growing up, so, so many different people, like Missy Elliott was such a huge inspiration Woo! for me when it comes to the music videos, because mm -hmm. they were next level. Like that's when people were actually spending budgets on music <laughs> video, on music videos. So yeah, Missy Elliott for sure. Um, Janet Jackson. Um, you know, a lot of it was rap actually, like Ludacris. I loved, I loved how they would like take the hood essence and just elevate it on a, into another level. So I was really inspired by those videos as like an MTV based kid growing up. But even nowadays, like I'm super um, inspired by like other artists that are in my field and in this era. Like I love what Tiana Taylor does with her visuals and with her aesthetic and her Instagram aesthetic. So she's definitely somebody that I look up to. And another artist as well who is heavily involved in her creative. Speaking of Instagram, right? Yeah. Um, I love your aesthetic on Instagram. What is, how do you feel about Instagram? There's a lot of you know, pressure on artists about social media. Um, do you kind of feel that coming from your team to for social media presence yeah definitely definitely there's a lot of pressure i think on all artists to grow their platform and of course like we all want to grow our platform as well but i think there's a lot of pressure to maybe get involved in things you're either like not comfortable with tiktok or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How are you at TikTok dances? Are you on TikTok? Do you know what? So I am on TikTok. I'm not really into the whole dances. Mm -hmm. I just feel childish doing it, but I do really like the voiceovers. You know, when you do like your own interpretation of a voiceover. I did one of Kim Kardashian recently, where she's like crying to Courtney, and she's like, oh, "Why would you say that? Like, you know, I'm going to break up. You know, I'm struggling." I did one of those. Ones. I like stuff like that. First of all, hang on, hang on. Your your Kim voice was perfect. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so I try and get into it. There's pressure, but. Sometimes you, you don't even want to get involved in everything because it looks inauthentic. Like it, sometimes it can look forced. So try and step out of your comfort zone, but just don't go too far, I would say. I always felt growing up that British soul, British R&B, British hip hop had a unique feel to it, had a sound. There was like a, an English soul sound dating back to like Dusty Springfield and stuff back in the 60s. But now I feel like American hip hop and British hip hop, English hip hop, and R&B, it's kind of feels like it's all one world now. Mm -hmm. um, like when I listen to that new single you have, like it feels more of like an American R&B song. Is that a conscious decision? Do, do you want to have more of a quote unquote American sound? Is that a thing? Am I just like making this up? No, like for me, I would say it's not, it's not as much purposeful as it is like natural. I am a huge fan of, of like US R&B and US hip hop, as I am of the UK as well. But the reality is there's not enough UK R&B here. So most of the R&B we listen to is from America. So I am really influenced by that. And I'm an artist who I, I, as much as I love the UK and definitely like these are my roots, I've always wanted to make international music, you know, that can be understood and digested all over really so yeah it's just it's natural because i'm just inspired and listen to mostly american r&b 
what's your, what's your plan to conquer American music? Because I feel like that'd be, that's the next step for an, for an English artist is to come over to New York, come over to LA, collaborate with American, you know, like you having like an American rapper on a guest verse would be, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. So what's your plan for American dominance? Yeah, I mean, yeah, domination, global domination, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, I, I really want to spend more time there. It's sad because of what's happened this year. Obviously, that's halted a lot of, like, travel plans. Yeah. But I want to spend a lot more time there to, like, you know, work radio and do some press stuff and performances out there. When I actually first started, um, I think America, well, it's specifically New York, was one of my um, biggest listeners. So it was, like... London, Birmingham, Manchester, New York. And so I actually did like a mini US tour. I did New York, LA, um, and DC as well. So I think I just want to spend more time there doing shows um, and also collaborating with other artists out there for sure. So that's in the pipeline. You know, you, you, uh, you opened for Nicki Minaj, right? Yes. For Queen. part of her UK, for her UK tour. How is that? Tell us, that? About, tell us that. about that. That was incredible. Like, she's just such a, she's honestly such a queen and such a graceful, really graceful person. Like, um, I have been a Bob, like, my whole teenage life <laughs> until now. So that was a, a real, like, full circle moment. And the year before, I had said to my management as well, like, oh, Nikki's dropping her new album. Oh, God, I hope she comes and does the UK tour. And I hope I'm on the tour. Like, that would be crazy. And then being on the tour, I feel like, was so surreal. It didn't, it just didn't feel real. Um, performing to that many people as well. And, you know, like, the barbs are crazy. So, like, if Nikki messes with you, they mess with you. So having that support was dope as well. But it was also grueling. It, it was, like... Hard work. I came straight from a flight from LA and got straight on the stage at O2 Arena. O2 Arena is like the 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 London yeah. equivalent of Madison yeah. Square Garden. What did you learn from her, like in terms of performing? You know, um, keeping your shit together. You know, uh, staying healthy on tour. Like, what did you learn from her? Because she, I'm sure it was kind of like a mentor, a big sister kind of situation, a little bit. Do you know what? So, like, I met her two different times during the tour, but, like, she's such a busy person. Like, I I think that's what I realised, is that being this big a star is not easy because there's so much going on all at once. And I think everybody has that, you know, wish to be a Nicki Minaj, a Rihanna, Beyonce, whatever. And when you realize everything that goes into it, especially at that time in her life, like she was receiving a lot of bullying online, a serious lack of support from people. And so to see that kind of hate, like on a daily basis. And Did it make so you want to quit? You're like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Like, trust me on the first go, so many people will be like, I can't do this. It requires so much resilience, self-confidence, strength. And I just admire that so much because I've seen literally the same like morning people dragging her in comments on a blog site or whatever and she's going back and forth with somebody and she's there like on stage being the queen that she is performing it's not it's not easy and i think that really inspired me to be like i have to keep going and keep being resilient and that whatever i think i'm going through it is nothing compared to what she is you don't seem like the kind of person who like gets involved with beef on the internet are you do you stay out of that kind of stuff you try to? <laughs> no. 
try to, but then it depends. Like, if somebody is like defaming your character, then I feel like you have to say something because that also is like my public brand. You know, if someone is saying something about you that isn't true, I feel like you have to stand up for yourself. And sometimes I get a little bit petty, you know? Like, <laughs> there's a pettiness in all of us where it's like, I know this person only had two followers and they said something <laughs> so stupid. No, you can't clap back at someone who has two followers. You just can't. That's a fake account. Shout out to the exactly. Fake you know it's a fake account, but you're just like, anyway, mm-hmm. your mama, that's why you ain't got no pictures. <laughs> do you do you have any troll accounts? Do you have any troll Twitter accounts? You're like, no one knows it's you and you're like up in people's business. So I, I don't use it to comment because I really don't believe in like being in the comment section, like chatting about somebody, but I do use it just to watch. Like we've got UK blog sites out here and I don't like my actual page to be on their scenes, like liking stuff or following. Everybody, everybody. But on my private page, I mean, just seeing what everybody's up to. <laughs> let's talk about style for a second every single time i've seen you in an instagram post like in a video even now you're always there's always something unexpected you're always dope and fly as hell who's your favorite designer um for anyone listening right now she has about seven or ten like sick bags behind her um (laughs) just like amazing all different colors all different styles Tell us about your personal style, how it came about, where'd you get it from, and your favorite designer. Um, okay, so my personal style, I feel like it just comes from wanting to be comfortable but still cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love street style. I love, like, baggy clothing. I also really love, like, the 90s era, you know, with the, like, the tight crop tops and then baggy trousers, jeans. Um, but then I'm also into, like... I'm just also really into fashion and like fierce fashion and I love women who always look fierce like of course Rihanna is a style icon and I think everybody from my era would say that she's an icon to them um so yeah I definitely look up to her style and also it's a bit nerdy but like my mom (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that one my mom yeah because she is like she is the most glamorous person I know like you would think my mom was a celebrity, the way she like dresses. She only owns like two pairs of trainers because she wears heels constantly. Wow. Like to the supermarket, to like come to her friend's house to hang out. She's always she's got a heel. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that from her. Like, really believes in like looking good and smelling good and jewelry and stuff like that. Um, and designers. I'm really obsessed with off-white right now really, really obsessed with Off-White just because of how, like, different the clothes are. And he uses such, like, an interesting mix of fabrics where he'll mix, like, um, he'll mix a cotton with, like, wool or something. Or he'll have, like, um, taffeta fabric. And it'll be cut in a certain way or it'll be completely see-through but mesh. Like, I just love how interesting his his like vision is like i saw this blazer that's so sick i did, i wanted to buy it but i was like three thousand on a blazer let's chill but i'm like, sure i'm sure they'd send that to you in a heartbeat i mean i hope so call me virtual <laughs> <laughs> a dope blazer with a cut out on the breast like the boob area and then on the back area and oh, it was just so sick yeah you mentioned how glamorous your mom your mom is you know, your parents are from Nigeria, right? Yeah. And you were born, you were actually born in Nigeria? Yes, 
yeah, and you yeah. came to the UK as a little kid. So what was your child of immigrant experience? Like everyone has a different story on the way their parents raised them in terms of, you know, coming from like Nigeria, like how much of, of that culture they bestowed upon you, but how much they wanted you to be, um, you know, English also. So tell us about that balance growing up between the two cultures. Yeah, there wasn't much of a balance. Like at home, home was like Lagos, Nigeria. Like mm. inside the house, you're in Nigeria. <laughs> when you step outside, you're in London. Mm. But inside the house, you will follow Nigerian rules, eat Nigerian food, you will have Nigerian respect. Mm. So I, I feel like I'm, as much as I've lived here most of my life since I was four years old, I'm a really, really Nigerian girl in like my beliefs, my behavior. One of my friends recently called me a village girl because like, he popped to the bathroom and in the meantime like I was like washing the dishes and stuff because like you can't have like plates when you have people in your house and if you come to my house I immediately will have to start cooking and um and also there's just this thing about like respecting your elders so if somebody has some years on you no matter what they do you just don't step out of line like you don't you don't call them out you don't step out of line you don't disrespect people who are like 10 plus years older than you um, in any way or form. And I love my culture and it means that I was raised really strict. There was a lot of things I wasn't allowed to do, but- What's um, one of the things that you can remember? Oh gosh. Um, do they try to keep boys, do there's like no boys ever? Yeah, no boys? Like, ever. <laughs> Even till now, like I'm a ass woman. If I brought my boyfriend around to my mom's house, right, we would have to, like, sit with a gap between us. Like, we can't be cuddling, holding hands, kissing, <laughs> kissing. Oh, my God. <laughs> not until you're married. Literally, not until we are. One Christmas, a boyfriend came to, like, visit the family and we went for a walk around the neighborhood. And he held my hand and I was thinking, oh, my God, you're trying to get me into trouble. This was literally only, like, two years ago, right? <laughs> And then once we get back to the house, I'm in the kitchen. My mom was like, so you think you have grown so much? Just <laughs> <laughs> me in my eyes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He held my hand. I didn't know what to do. Speaking oh, of men, um, what is Ray Black's type of man? My type. Is he an artist? Do you like athletes? Do you like do you like no industry industry guys? Are no, you into like... industry people down to earth? Do you know what down to earth is a big one for me? I really just like regu like regular shit. I, I like you know fun stuff and traveling here and doing this, but like I like people who are super down to earth, and I think that's probably why I'm a bit apprehensive to dating like artists and stuff because. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are just gone in the head. <laughs> like, they have no idea of reality sometimes. And um, and I like to be around people who are like, you know, well-grounded, like in tune with, like in touch with the real world. Hold um, and I really like, I like romantic guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I like, if I could find a romantic bad boy. <laughs> That's 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 Demi's type as well. <laughs> Shorty goes. Every girl wants like a really sweet, kind, charming, bad boy. And it's yeah. like that. Terrible. Terrible. 
<laughs> with roses, but exactly. terrible. A really awful guy, but with roses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who will be really mean, but then apologize for it later. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> with roses. <laughs> with roses. <laughs> um, now, Ray, you, you studied English in college. Yeah. And you have an EP that's based around the character of Miss Habisham from Great yeah. Expectations. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a nerd in terms of literature and academics, that thing like that? Do you still like to read? Yeah, I mean, I do still like to read. A nerd, do you know what I was? I used to be a nerd. I mean, like, you named, <laughs> you named your, your EP after a Charles Dickens character, so I had to ask. <laughs> Growing up, um, one of the few things I was allowed to do was read, surprisingly. <laughs> classics. Do they encourage classics? Okay. Um, and we used to have this thing called a mobile library that would come round to like the block once a week. So I would always go and like give in the novel I was reading and then take a new one and like rush to finish that book before the library came back around. So I think that's where my love for literature came and just continued and it was the subject I was best at as well in school because I just love to read and write and I still like to read I don't have as much time to read anymore but I just feel like it got, transports you to another world that you can be in and you can visualize and that's what I loved so much about and it. And to me reading it feels like you know like when you're watching a Netflix show that's like a bunch of episodes and you like watch two or three episodes a day. I feel like reading a good book is like that where you're like revisiting the characters. You like you go back in and it feels like watch you can watch a couple episodes and put it back down again. Yeah. Exactly. I feel that. Exactly that. And I just love I think that's why I loved it so much when I was growing up into adulthood is like I loved imagining being another character. And that's what I love about being an artist is like I can be a character if I like in my music videos. And it's just a whole other world that, you know, you can create from your own imagination from reading a book. And I just love that about it. If I was you, I'd be really excited about getting more famous because that means bigger budgets for videos and you can do really cool creative concepts in your videos. Do you like have, do you have a, you know, cause you said that you have a big uh, part in the creative process of your videos and your imagery. Do you have like a notebook of ideas or like things you want to do? And yeah, like <clears throat> I've got such like wild <laughs> visions and imaginations that I can't share with people because I'm like, I don't want anybody to like bring it back down to size and tell me, oh, that's too big or whatever. So I'm waiting for when I can do like elaborate things like that. Um, I'm very like inspired by movies. Like I'd want to like remake a or do my own sort of like mini film. Um, a visual yeah, album. Yeah. You do a whole visual like Beyonce. A whole visual album. Like, oh, yeah, that was incredible. Like something like that. Or I actually um, also. Can you imagine how that, how much that costs? Can you imagine like the budget for something like that? I mean, millions. Yeah. When you're Beyonce, you can do whatever mm. you want, right? Well, you are <laughs> so, on your way. I hope you can. So on yeah, that's the aim. That is the goal. Like, and I want to get back into my acting bag because that's something that I've I've been doing or was doing before. It's like acting and going to drama school and stuff on the weekends. So. No yeah. way. You're you're so you're an actress as well. Yeah. Yeah. What came act. first, music or acting? Funny enough, acting came first. <laughs> acting came first. Yeah. So when I was like um, thirteen. 
or 14, my drama teacher at school, so that was my other subject I was really good at, um, he one day like pulled me to the side after class and he was like, you know, I think you're really good and I think you should pursue this. Um, I hear about auditions here and there, so I'm gonna like tell you about them and you should get your mum to take you there because I really feel like you have promise here. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like to me, that wasn't something I imagined I could do, so. I'm obsessed with your bags. What is your favorite bag that you have behind you? Yeah. Um, I like the blue one so much. But out of the ones that are here, I would, oh, I would say. I like the classic Tommy bag. The Tommy one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic one, right? I would say the, like, the middle one at the top, the Gucci one, because that was, that was the second bag I ever bought myself. And it's just a good, like, you know, backpack, traveling. Mm. I like traveling with a backpack. Yeah. You started with acting? right yeah where was it seems like you just a very you've been doing arts for a long time was were your parents or was your mom um was she always supportive of your dreams of being an artist yeah do you know what she she was but she also did push me down the the road of academia because as a nigerian one thing about our culture is that we really believe in education, like over anything else. You could be a multimillionaire if you don't have a degree, the level of respect is <laughs> there. Like, it's crazy to think, you'd be like, I'm a crazy business owner, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, but did you go to school? And that's what the focus <laughs> is. So. I, I had I had to finish school, I had to finish college. Um, that was kind of non-negotiable, but in on the way there anyways my mum would still also take me to auditions and she took me to auditions as a teenager and definitely allowed me to like explore my passions so she wanted me to do what made me happy but she said you're gonna finish school though <laughs> you're gonna go to university you you're, your parents actually from lagos like from the actual yeah definitely oh. so so they're not from lagos so my dad is um he's from calabar and my mom is um, from Iberland. She's from Imo State, which are really uh, places that are quite close to each other in the south of Nigeria. But I was born in Lagos. The reason I ask is because Lagos is becoming, and I, I, I've been saying Lagos, I guess I've been saying it wrong the whole time. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Lagos. Um, it's becoming a huge international world city. I mean, it's on pace to become Tokyo size big at some point in the future. And obviously they have this huge um, economy, it's the economic center of Africa now. Do you have any foot in Nigerian music or music industry? And, and um, do, you, do you, yeah, do, I mean, do, you, do you pay attention to, to that being okay. from Nigeria? Yeah, 100% I pay attention to that. Like, I'm Nigerian through and through. So I watch Nigerian movies, which we call Nollywood, on a regular oh. basis. I watch Nollywood oh. movies. Um, I listen to Nigerian music, obviously. Like, I am someone who, like, my culture is me and I am my culture. So for sure, like, I listen to that. And, and I'm inspired by that music. I think before, like, because I was someone who I loved R&B and hip-hop so much, 
I felt like, oh, I can't dip into the Afro beats world because that's not the type of music I've made. And now I'm like, that's my culture. It's part of who I am and it's the music I love. So I have been like experimenting a bit more of Afro beats music um, and artists like, you know, Wizkid, Burner Boy, Rima, um, Tenny the Entertainer, like they're a big part of my like playlist every day. Aside from the success, you know, the glamorous, everything, who is the girl behind the music? Like, how do you like your coffee? You know Mm. what I mean? What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Who's the girl behind the music? Um, first thing I do when I wake up, like everybody else, it's checking Instagram, which is, (laughs) (laughs) but I also, um, I pray quite a lot to like center myself because, I think that's one of the few things that just makes me, it's like, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just saying my thoughts out and I'm just praying and I'm just like focused on God and nothing else. So that means a lot to me because it just helps me with my mental health as well. Um, and outside of the music, honestly, I'm a real like family girl, like a real family and home girl. Like my friends and my family mean the world to me. So often you'll find me in my mom's kitchen overeating (laughs) cooking something um being with um my brother I was a young carer growing up still sort of a carer so um my brother who's a bit younger than me he has disabilities he is um deaf and can't speak um, and also has autism and we have a really good relationship even though he can't speak so that's a big part of my life as well I'm just very like just saying about like home and my friends and yeah, I like to have a good time. I definitely like to go out and party. I don't like to party too much, but when I do go out, it's lit. You're shutting <laughs> down the club. You're like staying, you're shutting it down. Like I'm there almost until closing and I only leave them because I know it's embarrassing to be there when the lights come on. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to look at the person you've been talking to with the bright lights on exactly. and see what they really no, look like. I was finishing out four. Okay, let me three fifty-five. Let's go. <laughs> we haven't even, we haven't even talked. Love sick is part of your upcoming debut album, correct? Yeah. And what so, expect? what can people expect musically for the rest of the album? Um, musically, in terms of sound, they can expect like definitely that international RM sound um, and also a lot of hip hop influence because that's what I listen to a lot of as well. And I've always like merged that with my music and I'm very inspired by Mary J. Blige and how she did that in her career as well. Um, and then in terms of like the content, they can ex- expect a lot of like real conversations. Um, I'm opening up about a lot of different things I haven't spoken about before in my music um like my trust issues and where that comes from and like overcoming um allowing like not having a father in my life to affect how I see love and how I see relationships and um talking about you know race touching on racial issues talking on my struggle in the music industry that I think a lot of people can just relate to in life like struggling to break through and feeling a bit lost especially at the age I am 
I've got a song on there called 25 that's just about like that kind of um what they call a life crisis I think they call it where you're like you're like an adult now so you feel like you have to have everything figured out but you don't and you're thinking oh my like what do I do next and just that pressure of like getting into adulthood um, that I think so many of us have experienced so it's a lot of real conversations do you have any uh collabs on this any guest spots I do. I can't tell you names. <laughs> I gotta try. I gotta try, Ray. I gotta try. I can't tell you names, but I do. Some dope UK artists and a US one. <laughs> a US one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we'll just start know. naming names until you say yes or until you like <laughs> I'm so bad at that. People will be like, okay, if I I'm just gonna name names and then my eyes will be telling you yes, yes, yes. So you wouldn't be good at bluffing or like poker. No, I'm no. so bad at bluffing. Well, I, you, you mentioned how strict your, your mom was growing up, but she's got to be proud of the success, right? She's got to, at this point, she's got to support you. You're not going to become a lawyer or a doctor. She's got to realize that now. <laughs> no, I don't, she's so like proud of me, honestly. Like she wears that with, if there was a badge that she could wear that says, I am Ray Black's mom, she would be wearing that all the time. Like she introduces herself to people like that. Like, oh, like you probably heard of my daughter, Ray Black, <laughs> you know, she's, Superstar. <laughs> so she's super, super proud. Definitely proud, and um, always like just praying for me to keep like growing. And she's been supportive from day one. I think she also respects that I did go to university. I did do that, but I still chased my dreams. Um, yeah. Did you? Did you graduate from college? Yeah, I did. So you did the you did the whole thing. Yeah, so you can. I did the whole thing. <laughs> I did the whole thing. Yeah, graduated with a two one. I don't know. If, how you guys grade out there, but a two one, it's like a first and then a two one, then two two, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I'm so proud of that two one because I barely paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, Demi had a completely opposite thing. She's a runway model and she started modeling right out of high school and that's been her career. So she's had a whole different, whole different vibe. Runway modeling is fire. Like if I had the, if I had the body, it, or if I could not eat so much, <laughs> I would have considered it. But lo- like food is one of the best pleasures in life. <laughs> what's what's your favorite? What's your favorite London food? What's your favorite UK food? Mm. And what's your favorite Nigerian food? Oh, okay. My favorite London food. Do you know what? It's not. It's not British, it's it's Caribbean food. I feel like we've got really, really good Caribbean spots out here. So I love a good like stewed chicken with rice and peas and plantain. Like London like has- Jamaican style. Yeah, like Jamaican food. Yeah, we've got the best Jamaican food out here in London. Um, you have really good Indian like- food in London too, right? Yeah, Indian cuisine is huge out here, but I've never really gotten into it, you know? I don't know why. Can you do the spicy stuff? Can you do like the real spicy stuff? Yeah, like I, scotch bonnets for me, do you know what scotch bonnets are? No, no. But they're like these small peppers that are intensely hot, like intensely hot. And that is a staple of like every Nigerian dish. (laughs) So for me, that's totally standard. Like, yeah, literally. Um, UK food, obviously everybody loves like, a roast, a roast dinner, like chicken, gravy, carrots, all of that, some mash. Yeah. Yeah, I like all of that. 
And then Nigerian food, of course, it has to be jollof rice. If you've never heard of jollof rice, try it. What is it? Do you know what? It's so simple. It's literally, how do I make it not sound this simple? <laughs> okay, so essentially, it's like, it's, it's tomatoes mixed with, with rice, but the flavor, because you use like stock, you use stock and you add like jollof seasoning. I can't describe it. You just have to have it. But it's like a spicy, like tomatoes, really well seasoned rice. Yeah. Damn, Jordan, did you have breakfast this morning? No, I haven't eaten yet. Neither no. have I. I'm going to have that though. Yeah. I'm going to make that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I can find a recipe somewhere. Yeah. All right, Ray, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining Before us. We'll let you go. I have one more question. Oh, no. Give oh, yeah. one more question. One last question. This is the yes. most important question of them all. I think Jordan okay. knows what this one is. Ray Black, yeah. what is your deepest, darkest secret? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My biggest my one of my biggest darkest secret is sometimes I like to like bite my toenails off like <laughs> <laughs> well that one was different from the last guest that one takes the number one spot I I appreciate the uh, yeah you op- yeah you shared something with us I appreciate that I actually had a friend that used to do that so like you know when we were 10 or something but <laughs> yeah. you made her feel worse why'd you no, do no. that why'd but you do that people do that people you know i've, I've heard of, i've seen it there's something just really relaxing about putting your foot in your mouth and biting your toes <laughs> <laughs> all right well yeah so good luck with you the new album so do you have do you have a, do you have an actual release date or are you just like whenever it gets whenever we're able to promote it because you want to tour and do tv on this album i'm sure yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so I don't have a release date yet that I'm telling people, but I'm saying Q2 of next year. Q2, you sound like someone on the news, like on the financial news, yeah. I know, but you know, it's because I keep saying it, because whenever like industry people ask me, you know, they went, oh, Q1, Q3, so now I'm like, oh, I'm thinking in my head, it's like, oh, it makes me sick. Same thing as when people say like, British people, we don't say records, we say like singles or song. And I've started saying like, I love that record. And I'm just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you're kind of bitter about, are you already bitter about the music industry? Are you already like over all the stuff that comes with it? No, because when I when I meet bitter people, I'm just like, oh my God, get that chip off your shoulder. So I'm not, I'm not that person at all. I'm not that, I'm not, not yet. I hope not. Yeah, but no, let's set uh, first half of next year. Okay, okay, we'll take it, we'll take it, good enough. All right, thanks, Ray, we really appreciate you talking to us. Thank you so much for having me. It's Real with Jordan and Demi is presented by PopDust. You can go to popdust.com for an archive of all of our past shows, and you can find me on Instagram at Demi underscore Ramos, and Jordan on Instagram at Jordan Edwards Studio. Thank you for listening.